Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. Tricky. Time and rock a rhyme. I said it's not that easy. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on time it's tricky. How is it, babe? It's tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky to rock around, rock around. That's right, on time it's tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. In New York, the people talk and try to make us rhyme. They really hawk, but we just walk because we have no time. And in the city, it's a pity because we just can't hide. Tinted windows don't. Bong bong, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, people? This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. You got the mayor in the building, live and direct, Tuesday night. You know how we give it up. We're in the building, man. Action VR Network, man, powered by Spreaker.com and all of that good stuff, man. Tonight, man, we're going to get into a bunch of things tonight, man. Um, shout out to Derek Jeter, shout out to Larry Walker for getting um, elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, we're going to talk some NBA tonight. <clears throat> we're going to talk some college basketball tonight. Got my hockey people covered. 
And um, we'll get into whatever you want to get into, man. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. I repeat, 954-246-0398 is the math. Um, yeah, man, I want to get into something different tonight, man. So um, hold tight for the three-minute rant. It might run a little longer than three minutes because tonight I want to talk about a really serious situation. Um, get kind of personal with it, you know what I'm saying? But um, I just want to, you know, um, get in touch with, you know, um, some things, man. We'll, and we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, Derek Jeter, man. Baseball Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer, Derek Jeter. All right? 99.7% of the ballots put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, <clears throat> people going crazy because he didn't get voted in unanimously. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. And um, I, I just think that, you know, in today's society, people always want to be that one that, you know, that stick out, that goes against the grain. Um, whoever the person is, I don't even want to you know, notice. I don't even want to know their name. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I just think that, um, you know, they wanted to be famous. Now they made themselves famous. All right. Derek Jeter's in the Hall of Fame with 99.7% of the vote. Um, he deserved 100%. Great career, 14-time All-Star, five World Series championships, great baseball person, never got in any trouble, never got in any trouble. Um, it was the face of baseball, um, involved in a couple of most, you know, more famous, you know, plays in, in, in playoff history, always coming through in the clutch from day one to his, his, his last day playing baseball, watched his career. Remember when he was on the bench in 95 um, when the Yankees were playing the Seattle Mariners in the playoffs. That's remember, that's when uh, David Cohn, 127 pitches. Um, he was on the bench with, with, with um, Jorge Posada and a couple of other guys just to get that feel of being, you know, with the, with the big club. And, yeah, when Ken Griffey was coming around third and, and, and getting ready to go head first in the home plate to eliminate the Yankees, I know that was a crushing feeling. Um, that was Buck Showalter's last game managing the Yankees. It was okay. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't worry about it. I was mad for a hot second that the Yankees didn't beat the Mariners. The Mariners had a killer team that year. They had a, they had a bomb squad. They did. Buhner and Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey, Randy Johnson, they had, they had a team. And um, they just, you know, beat the Yankees, man, um, in the kingdom. And um, besides all that, 96. You know, um, Derek Jeter did his thing. Yankees in Cleveland. He hit a home run. Um, he showed off the jump throw. That was the start of everything. I wasn't worried about Derek Jeter from day one. Just he always carried himself as a professional, even though he was young. To me, Derek Jeter is like our generation's, or my generation's, Joe DiMaggio, or my generation's, you know, uh, Hank Aaron or, or, or William Mays, that type of thing. You know, he never gotten any, he never heard anything about Derek Jeter. Nobody had a bad thing. If they did say something about Derek Jeter that was negative, it was because they were jealous of him. Period. Period. And um, that, that, goes for, that goes for teammates, you know, and, I, and when I say teammates, I mean Alex Rodriguez, Okay. Derek Jeter did stuff that Alex Rodriguez would never dream of doing. Period. Okay? Um, 
A-Rod hid behind all those home runs. I'm not mad at that. But then you come to find out that he was dealing in some other stuff. Derek Jeter had nothing to do with that. Derek Jeter was the class of the Yankees organization. The only thing, if you want to nitpick with Derek Jeter, was early in his career when he was dealing with Mariah Carey and, you know, George Steinbrenner um, may have felt that Derek Jeter was, you know, doing a little too much hanging out or whatever. And then they flipped that into a visa commercial. So that was the only, you know, the only, you know, thing that you could say about Derek Jeter. And it wasn't baseball related because Derek Jeter went out and did his job. So um not going to dwell on, on, on what he, you know, did not do, you know, as far as him, him getting unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame. 99.7 is good enough for me. Okay. When you talk about the highest voting percentages in history, you got Mariano Rivera, the only player ever to get unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame. All right. Then you got Derek Jeter at 99.7. Then you got Ken Griffey Jr. at 99.3. Then you got Tom Seaver at 98.8. Okay. Then Nolan Ryan at 98.7. So those are some, you know, some names that, you know, I wish I was associated with. All right. Um, Jeter played 20 years. All of them with the Yankees, 3,465 hits, 260 home runs, 544 doubles, 358 stolen bases, five gold gloves, 14 all-star games. Um, you know, and, and, and again, man, what else you going to say? The only time, you know, when people were at a loss was when Derek Jeter slid in the third base in Toronto and messed up his shoulder. Okay. That's all right. Oh, what are we going to do now? Derek Jeter is hurt. That, you know, and, and so, again, his career, definitely something to, to, to strive for for these young baseball players. And um, to me, the best Yankee I, I ever saw. I mean, I saw Reggie and Gidry and all those guys, but I can't really say that to Reggie because Reggie, you know, signed as a free agent. You know what I mean? Gidry is a pitcher. Okay, he's the best pitcher that the Yankees had to me, Ron Guidry. Um, but as far as a player, every day, 20 years at shortstop, when you had Nomar Garcia Para, you had Cal Ripken, you had A-Rod, you know what I mean? So you had other um, shortstops that might have been, you know, people said that they were better than Derek Jeter. I can't call it. I can't call it at all. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people were kind of maybe you know, put off by Derek Jeter, the way he, you know, carried himself. You know, he didn't, you know, say he wasn't a look-at-me type player. He just went out there and did his job. And uh, being a Yankee fan, I'm proud of Derek Jeter. Uh, I'm proud of, you know, what he stood for and how he represented the Yankees. And he got everything that he deserved, everything. He worked for it. And, again, um, he showed, you know, how to get it done. You know, from even from his last games. You know, um, you had, we had Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Derek Jeter was Mr. November. Remember the 2001 World Series? He hit the home run against Arizona at 12-1 after midnight. So Derek Jeter was Mr. November. So what do you want? What do you want from this group? You know what I'm saying? So, again, the only thing I can say to that person who did not vote Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame I just would like to know why. What was your justification for not putting him in the Hall of Fame? 
I would love to hear that explanation. You know, why? Because you wanted to be famous. You wanted to be that person that, oh, yeah, I'm the guy that didn't vote for Derek Jean in the Hall of Fame. I want to see that, that, uh, that ballot be made public. That tells you everything you need to know. Because a lot of the writers and, and, and contributors, they don't make their ballots public. So if this guy makes his ballot public, then, you know, he, I, I'm not mad at him. But as long as you keep it close to the best, you keep it secret, then, you know, you're going to live with that. You got to walk around with that. Because 20 years from now, when we talk about Derek Jeter getting in the Hall of Fame with 99.7% of the vote, you're still going to be that guy that didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody cares about you. All right? And I'll leave that at that. Um, Larry Walker. Larry Walker played for three teams in his 17-year career. All right? He's a five-time All-Star and seven gold gloves. All right? Um, he won the 1997 National League M uh, MVP. Um, again, man, I think that, you know, Larry Walker – you know, because he played in Colorado for a few years, that kind of like, stig you know, stigmatizes his career a little bit. But I don't think so, because he still had to hit the ball. He still had to catch the ball, you know, and he did. And, and Larry Walker was one of those dudes that you didn't want to see. So, again, um, he deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Shout out to him and shout out to, you know, all the other guys that, you know, um, that, that got close, that didn't get in. It's okay. There's always next year and all that. But uh, I just think that um, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker, they definitely deserved it. Um, other people that, that were on the ballot, you had Omar Vizquel, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield, um, you know, Paul Conurco, Jason Giambi, Alfonso Soriano, you know. Um, and, and it just is what it is. Marvin Miller, uh, who was a union leader, um, and, and, and Ted Simmons, they were voted into the um, Hall of Fame by the Modern Era Committee last month. You know what I mean? Plus, humanly, in, in Marvin Miller's case. But um, I just think that, man, you know, this is a good, a good vote. Um, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is July 26th. So, again, uh, Yankees, the Yankees are going to be in the building. You already know what it is. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got the mayor in the building. Make it a do what it do. Um, let me touch on um, football a little bit, man. And I'm going to get in and out. I'm going to get in and out as far as NFL is concerned. Um, this is an off week. All right. Super Bowl is next weekend in Miami. February 2nd is the date. Um, talk about the, the, the championship games a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not going to dwell on them because they're over with and done. Um, the AFC championship, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. The Chiefs did what they had to do. They fell behind once again. I think that's their, that's their M.O. They fall behind, and then they come back and handle their business. Um, I just think that Tennessee kind of, you know, went into a shell after they realized that Derrick Henry wasn't really going to have one of those days. Ryan Tannehill really didn't have a bad game. He didn't have one of those games that he had previously had in the playoffs or even, in, you know, during the season. But um, Tennessee had a great run, man, and not taking nothing away from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Andy Reid is back in the Super Bowl. They deserve it. Um, Patrick Mahomes did his thing. Um, you know, when he started running crazy, um, that's what I said that Tennessee is done. It's a, it's a wrap for them. They had a great year. 
and then they, you know, they can hold their heads up high. Um, Green Bay and San Francisco, different story, totally, totally different story. That game was over from the beginning. San Francisco 37, Green Bay 20. Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, didn't play his best game. San Francisco did what everybody said they was going to do. They ran the ball down Green Bay's throat. Raheem uh, Mostert did his, did his business 220 yards. And, um, again, you just have to give, you know, the San Francisco 49ers their credit. It's going to be a great uh, Super Bowl. Um, we're going to get into it full tilt next week. All right? I didn't really want to, you know, go into it this week, man. There's really nothing to talk about. Um, but I, like I talked about um, with um, my man Bob James behind the scenes, that the game is going to be in Miami. All right, it's two weeks between you know in, until the game, and what always happens in the Super Bowl leading up to a Super Bowl, somebody gets hurt, or somebody gets in trouble. So that's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm waiting for. And that's the type you know? of news. I think that's the type of news everyone's waiting for. One good thing I got to say about the fact that. That as great of a season as Tannehill had, I think I think Miami Dolphin fans ought to be happy that the Titans are not going to the Super Bowl because it's here in Miami, and Ryan right. Tannehill going to the Super Bowl and it's here in Miami for all the years he was here. Wouldn't it be the, the ultimate slap in the face for Dolphin fans? That would be, yeah, 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 that would have been crazy. That 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 would have that would have made it interesting, Bob. That would have made it really interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you had me number one draft pick, this and that. Um, you know, I, you gave me the money, um, but you didn't, you know, you know, you didn't want to stick with me. Um, went to Tennessee, and here I am back in Miami in the Super Bowl. That would be crazy. That now that would have been made it interesting for the whole two weeks. That would have been interesting. But, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Luckily for the Miami Dolphins fans, you know, because they, would, they, would, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to live that down. I, you know, and, 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 and you're one of the uh, Miami Dolphins fans, and that, it would have been really – so what would, you, what would be your thoughts going into that if, if the Tennessee Titans would have been in the Super Bowl knowing that Ryan Tannehill would have been playing in the Super Bowl and this was your old quarterback? What, was your, what would have been your thoughts about it? I would have been like, this is unreal. Ryan Tannehill is having this good a game, this good of good a game, you know, is having the best. He's at a career peak, and it's not with us. Right. Something he never had. He almost had it for one year until his injury. We figured him done. And mm-hmm. who, who's to really tell, you know, because – when people think of great quarterbacks, they don't think of Tannehill. So, will Tannehill have another great season, or will he have, or will he have a, uh, or will he wind up having more of a Nick Foles type of season? That's the question that we should be asking. Um, somebody else who um is is going to the Super Bowl and should have went to the Super Bowl last year, D. Ford, right? Remember um, the AFC Championship when um, Tom Brady got intercepted in Kansas City. D. Ford was the guy they called the penalty on for the neutral zone infraction. Okay, Kansas City turned around and traded him to the 49ers. Now he's getting he's going to the Super Bowl and play against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's that's kind of ironic. Um, and I'll that say is. this. Go ahead. 
No, I did uh, simply saying that is. That is. I mean, yo, really. Uh, so what are the Florida Marlins doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I just think that, you know, D Ford, you know, should be, should be taking his lucky stars, man. Um, and again, you know, it, it, it is what it is, man. So, you know, it, it just shows you that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't give up. You never know what's going to happen. And, um, that's that, man. I'm, and I'm going to leave that, the football thing alone. Um, as far as the, um, the NBA is concerned, man, I, I wanted to really get into the NBA tonight. So I really didn't haven't got a chance to, to talk to, uh, talk really some NBA talk. I want to get into that tonight a little bit, actually a lot. Um, the first half of the season almost over. Zion Williamson finally makes his, his long-awaited debut tomorrow night against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I'm not really with that because I think that if you want to sit him out, um, let, it, let him sit out for the year. But, you know, money has to be made. All right? Um, some fun facts about the first half of the NBA season. LeBron James became the only NBA player in NBA history um, to record a triple-double against all 30 teams in the league. To me, that's a so-what stat. It's a so-what stat. I mean, he's been in the league 17 years. You would imagine that he have a triple-double against every team in the league. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm not really, you know, impressed with that. Um, Luka Doncic, he's had more 30-point triple-doubles in the first half than all Mavericks players have combined through history. So what? He shoots the ball more than any Mavericks player in history. So I'm not really, you know, these, these, stat, these stats and these things are really, really, you know, not really impressive to me. And that just tells you what you need to know about these guys. Everything is so spectacular and great. Ah, it's numbers. This is what you're supposed to do. All right? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he had six 30-point, 15-rebound, five-assist games. No one else in the league has more than one. Okay, he's a front runner for going for his second consecutive MVP. The Bucks are, you know, top of the Eastern Conference. You know what I mean? And he shows improvement in his game every day. So what's so, what's so spectacular about that? Okay, um, the Nets, Brooklyn Nets. I talked about them before the season started. I told them that they had a lawn chair in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. The Nets have paid Kyrie Irving $16 million so far. And he's only played 14 games. I repeat, the Brooklyn Nets have paid Kyrie Irving $16 million for 14 games. I don't really hear a lot of, you know, Brooklyn Nets fans going crazy like they was when they, when they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's got real quiet, and I'm a Brooklyn dude, but I'm a Knicks fan, hard body, been a Knicks fan. Everybody was going crazy. Oh, Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, man, knock it off. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And all you got to do is sit back and look. I told you, you don't know what you're talking about. You paying Kyrie Irving $16 million for 14 games. How'd that sound? Sounds like he was getting paid over a little over a million dollars a game. Thank and you. Thank you. Let's Absolutely. take this one step further. 
Uh-huh. Has Kyrie Irving ever been a single player you could build a winning team around? Nope. 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 Because, I mean, you know, the, the, the LeBron thing and, and all of that. But I will say this about Kyrie Irving. I, I mean, I'm not here to jump on him or nothing like that. I think Kyrie Irving should have got the MVP when um, Cleveland beat Golden State Warriors in the finals a few years back. Now, I will say that about Kyrie Irving. He should have got the MVP, not LeBron. He made all the big shots. LeBron is only known for having that chase down block. Who made all the big shots in, the, in that game seven? Kyrie Irving. All else, LeBron had averaged 26 points in the final. Kyrie averaged 25. What you talking about? So I'm not here to dump on Kyrie. I just, like you said, Kyrie's not that guy who's going to carry you to a championship. He's not the guy to build your franchise around. You know what I mean? But I just think that um, I'm glad that, you know, I, and I'm going to admit it, I wish Kyrie would have went to the Knicks, but I'm glad that he didn't. Because, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of, you could kind of see that what was going on with Kyrie when he was in Boston. Okay? That team was good. But they were better without Kyrie. And that, you know, that kind of answers your question as well. You know what I mean? So Kyrie is not really that dude that you're going to, you know, put your championship aspirations on. Um, let's run through a, a few teams. We're going to run through a few teams, man, the NBA, um, probably like top 15. We, we got some time tonight. We're going to run through the like, top 15 teams in the league, man, and have some fun with it. Um, 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. If you're not scared, bring your A game to the table. We're not taking no shorts in 2020. I don't want to hear no nonsense. I'll shut you down early. Bring your game to the table. And we're talking NBA right now. So if you want to call it right now, be prepared to talk NBA. We're not talking baseball. We're not talking football. We're not talking none of that. If you want to talk NBA, 954-246-0398 is the math. All right? Um, the New Orleans Pelicans, they won – Overtime games against Detroit and Utah to start the week before they lost a close one to the Clippers on Saturday. Brandon Ingram has 49 points against Utah. All right, he's you know he's he making you know big baskets and and I think he's going to work well when Zion Williamson comes in comes in tomorrow night. Um, Zion's going to do his thing. The Pelicans can make you know have some momentum for a serious playoff push. We'll see what happens. You know, and I think that's what they're expecting. You know, bringing Zion back. You know what I mean? And they could make a push for, you know, one of those bottom three spots in the, in, in the Western Conference. Um, Oklahoma City. They had big wins against Minnesota and Portland this week. They lost to Toronto and Miami. Um, Danilo Gallinari has been on a tear, averaging 25 points on 50% three-point shooting over his last five games. But the, the Thunder's defense has let them down. So, again, I think the Thunder, you know, quietly one of the better teams in the league this year, but their defense has kind of let them down. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, they got the rookie of the year, period. John Morant, he's been spectacular, but he hasn't really done it by himself, which is a, it's a beautiful thing, all right? Um, Dylan Brooks is, 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 is contributing, averaging over 21 points a game, shooting 47.5% from three. Um, 
Yeah, they, they've, they've won seven in a row. They're like the hottest team in the league right now. So shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies, and they're very entertaining to watch. Shout out to John Morant. Um, the Boston Celtics, you know, they lost three straight, six of their last eight games. They lost to Detroit. They, um, you know, nearly gave up a 40-point triple-double to Devin Booker. The defense has been horrible. Um, so, I mean, again, this is one of the teams that we were talking about in the East, one of the top three teams in the East to go along with Toronto and Philadelphia. And I think that it's going through a little stretch right now. You know what I mean? 28 and 14, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. They're just going through it right now. Um, Houston Rockets, they lost to the Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, and the Lakers. Um, Russell Westbrook, you know, two monster games after missing the Memphis loss, averaging 33 points, 10 rebounds, and nine and a half assists compared to just three turnovers. Um, James Harden, he struggled shooting the ball. You know, he's, he's hitting a slump, okay? He's hitting just 34% of his field goals and shooting 23% from three, all right? Um, we're going to take a pause to the cause. and we come back, we're going to get into the top 10 teams in the NBA, and we're going to talk some college basketball, too. This is after further review, 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the side round pass. You got the mayor in the building. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863 294 
1-800-273-5630 for Ski's Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Thurios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Like 
What's back on? We're going. We're back in the building, man. This is after further review 2.0, 2.0, aka the sideline pass. You got the mayor in the building doing what I do live and direct on a Tuesday night. Um, and, and we were talking about some NBA, you know what I mean? And uh, just trying to, you know, get things together here because we, you know, haven't really been talking NBA all season long. You know, I'm not really that big of an NBA dude until after the holidays and all that. Being that, you know, um. Football season is basically over. We got the Super Bowl locked in. So I guess we, you know, I, I said, you know what, we'll talk some NBA tonight. We're going to talk some college basketball, too. So we're going to get into that, too, man. So um, let's pick up where we left off, man. Um, number 10, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Mavericks took care of business against Golden State, Sacramento, and Portland. Um, Chris Porzingis is expected to see his first game action since December. Where have we heard this before with Chris Porzingis? You know what I mean? Like, people talk about, you know, when he was with the Knicks, you know, he was always hurt. Okay. When he's with the Mavericks, he's always hurt. So, again, we haven't really seen, you know, this so-called, you know, thing of dominance with, you know, Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis. Um, Dwight Powell, he stepped up since Porzingis has been out, averaging over 15 points a game and seven rebounds. And uh, Luka Doncic, man, is, is the truth. There's nothing else you can say about Luca, man. Luca's that dude, and I think that you know um, they got you know the perfect replacement for um, for Dirk Nowitzki. You know what I mean? So again, Luka Doncic is that guy, and I think you know um, 
whenever Chris Porzingis decides to show up, I think that'll make, you know, the Dallas Mavericks that much better. And they could actually be a factor in, 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 the, in the Western Conference, excuse me. Um, the Miami Heat, the Heat, they had a home-and-home with San Antonio this week. They split. Um, they beat Oklahoma City on the road. Jimmy Butler's been struggling lately. But Kendrick Nunn, he's picked up the slack, averaging 24 points or 61% shooting from the field. And he shot over 62% from the three-point line. All right? So the Miami Heat doing their numbers, man. Shout out to Tyler Harrow. All right? Um, for them doing what they do. The Toronto Raptors. The Raptors, you know, they uh, picked up wins over Oklahoma City, Washington, and Minnesota. More importantly, you know, they're, they're finally starting to get healthy. You know, they're getting their guys back. Um, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Saul, Norman Powell, they, you know, they all played this week. You know, Fred Van Fleet, he's still holding it down. He had 29 points against Minnesota in his first game since January 4th. Um, Toronto's played, you know, well, shorthanded all year. So it's kind of, you know, um, exciting to think, you know, what might happen um, with a full, healthy roster. And once again, I'm going to say this once again, they're the defending NBA champs. So, I mean, you know, you got to, you know, take that for what it is. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers. They're waiting for Joel Embiid to come back. Their offense has been a struggle some, you know, at times. They're winning games with their defense. Um, you know, Ben Simmons is continuing to lead while Embiid is out. You know, 21 points, nine, nine and a half rebounds and seven assists over the last four games. The Sixers could be better. If they were better, you know what I mean, they would really be dominating and running things in the West. You know what I'm saying? And, um, again, they, they're doing what they got to do out there. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, we're trying to hold it down. But it's competition coming. You got the, the Toronto Raptors. You got the Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about that. So it's not going to be an easy run for the Sixers. Um, the Denver Nuggets, man, they're a team on the come up. Watch them in the West. They beat Charlotte. They beat Golden State. They lost at home to you know Indiana for the first time since 2007. But, you know, they figured out ways to win. Because you know, they don't have... You know, Jamal Murray right now, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap. But they're led by Nikola Jokic, who's averaged over 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. And Michael Porter Jr., we talked about him before the season started. He said, if this kid can contribute, okay, then the Denver Nuggets are going to be that team to watch in the West. He's averaged over 15 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 steals a game, you know, with some extra minutes this season. You know what I mean? So watch out for the Denver Nuggets. Um, Indiana Pacers, 4-0 this week. To bring in winning streak to five games. They had big wins over the Sixers and the Nuggets. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis put up his first career triple-double um, in the Pacers' first win in Denver since 2007, like we talked about. And Malcolm Brogdon has been excellent since returning to the lineup, averaging 19 points and eight assists per, per game this week. Um, when Victor Oladipo comes back, Indiana is going to be crazy, and especially if he's back to, you know, um, playing ball the way, you know, he, he was before he got hurt. I think that, um, you know, with, with the situation with, with um, Victor Oladipo, again, the Indiana Pacers were, I think to me, they were going to be that next team in the East, you know, and I think now with, with what, they, what they've got going on and the addition when they get Oladipo back, it's going to, it's going to, be, a, it's going to be a great thing. Um, with, with, with the Indiana Pacers. And I, and I like the Indiana Pacers. They could be that sneaky team. You know what I mean? Um, 
you know, and, and I think with, with the Pacers, I think this people aren't really paying attention to them. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I just think that, you know, you um, when you talk about the Indiana Pacers, you um, talking about a team that's on the cusp. They were young. You know what I mean? When they were in the playoffs doing their thing um, against the, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers when they had LeBron and they didn't really know how to deal with that, you know, that situation. Now that they, you know, kind of put that experience behind them and they're putting together a team. Now Oladipo is, you know, the, dealing with the knee injury. But when he comes back, if he comes back close to his old self, the Pacers are going to be a problem. So that's something to look out for. Um, the Utah Jazz, they had a 10-game winning streak come to an end when they lost the overtime against New Orleans. But they started a new streak. They beat uh, Sacramento on Saturday. Mike Conley, you know, he finally came back and played his first game over a month. Um, with a win over Sacramento, we had three points in 15 minutes. It's going to be interesting to see how Utah incorporates Conley into the lineup since they've been playing so well without him. You know what I mean? Um, he was supposed to be that, you know, that big, that big free agent um, acquisition, and um, it hasn't worked out so far, but I hope that Mike Conley can get it together and contribute and help the Utah Jazz do some things. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers were undefeated this week. They had wins over the Cavaliers, the Magic, and the Pelicans. Um, Kawhi Leonard is doing his thing, averaging 38 points on 58% shooting and 52% from three. Um, Paul George dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, Landry Shamet, you know, scored in double figures in each game this week after only doing so once in the previous six games. So, you know, the Clippers are trying to find their Baron. You know, 30 and 13, you know what I mean? They got 39 games left to make it happen. I think, you know, it's going to be a battle between, you know, them, probably them and the Lakers as far as home court advantage in the West. And I think that, um, you know, the Clippers, to me, if I'm the Clippers, I'm just thinking win 50, 55 games, get, you know, top, you know, if we can't get the, you know, top seed in the West, get number two in the West, and then it's on. Okay? You're playing for the playoffs. You're not really playing for, you know, February, January. You're not playing for January and February. You're playing for May and June. That's what you're playing for when you're the Los Angeles Clippers. All right, um, the Lakers. They played all three games this week without Anthony Davis. Um, they lost um, by one point at home to Orlando, but they beat you know Houston on on, on national TV on Saturday. Uh, Dwight Howard has stepped up really really nice, averaging twelve points and thirteen rebounds over the Lakers' last three games. So that's that's been something to really you know kind of look out for as far as the Lakers. The Lakers are thirty four and nine. You know, what else did you expect, you know, with LeBron James? And I, and I mean, you know, everybody else has stepped up. You know, Dwight Howard stepped up. Rajon Rondo stepped up. You know, so, again, what they, what, what they were missing and lacking in previous seasons, I think they got now. You know, um, LeBron, you know what? A lot of people, you know, oh, LeBron got dunked on. LeBron is a scrub. LeBron's never been a bum. Never. He's just old. And it happened. You know? I remember when Allen Iverson crossed over uh, Michael Jordan. I remember when Jason Williams made Gary Payton look stupid. He made Gary Payton look so bad, Gary Payton couldn't do nothing but laugh. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think that um, it happens. And um, it's, as far as LeBron James is concerned, man, LeBron is going to, you know, do his numbers. And, 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 and you know, and that, that's all you can say about LeBron, man. And, and um what else can you say about the Lakers? I mean, all bets are off once the playoffs start. 
All bets are off once the playoffs start. The Lakers get the number one seed in the West. That would be a beautiful thing for them. Okay? Because all bets are going to be off. You're going to have a, a Clippers team coming at you. You're going to have a Denver Nuggets team coming at you. And whoever else decides that they want to join the playoff party in the West. Um, Milwaukee Bucks. They won all three games this week. They had a big win over Boston. Uh, Chris Middleton was on fire, hitting 62% of his shots, 7-12 from three-point land. Giannis Antetokounmpo. You notice how I'm saying his name now, right? I get to say, I know how to say his name now. It's practicing. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right. Um, I think that, you know, whatever, you know, lingering, you know, soreness that he was dealing with in his back, I think that, he, you know, he, was, he dealt with it, and he's passed that, averaging 32 points and 12 rebounds for the week. So, yeah, man, so that's what's going on as far as the NBA is concerned. And, you know, I'm not going to forget to talk about my Knicks, man. I'm not going to forget to talk about my Knicks. I think right now um, the Knicks are kind of waiting for, you know, the trade deadline. You know, um, they, you know, the Knicks are blown out twice to start the week. They lost a close one of the Sixers the other night. Uh, Julius Randle, after a rough start to the season, he's doing his numbers, averaging over 21 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, 46% three-point shooting over the past week. R.J. Barrett, who's hurt now, he also hit 6-9 from three. Um, and he's getting better. He's starting to find his way as a rookie. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think that, you know, the Knicks are going to be the Knicks. You know, I think that if we, can, if we can win 30 games this year, if we can win 30 games, that'll be a, a beautiful thing for this team. You know, uh, again, you know, you just want – your team to be respectable, and right now twelve and thirty-two is not going to get it. But um, I just, you know, I'm looking forward to the Knicks having a better second half of the season than they had, you know, here in the first half at twelve and thirty-two. They lost some games that they shouldn't have lost, and they probably won a couple of games that they shouldn't have won. But that's just what it is as far as the NBA is concerned. All right, nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the mathematics, man. This is after further review two point oh two point oh AKA the sideline pass, you can get at me on Twitter at RMDeath, you know what I mean? Um, and, and shout out to my new Knockoffs radio crew and, and Harlem Fresh and, and Rocker Bash and, 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 and my guy Baltimore J and my guy Uncle Sherm. Shout out to Shauna Price. Shout out to Robbie Thanksworth. Man, we do what we do every weekend, man. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. We talk hip-hop, we talk sports, we talk life, we talk culture. Get at us, man. No knock-offs radio in the building, all right? And, um, again, this is what we do, man, every Tuesday night, 8 to 10 p.m., you know what I'm saying? And, and again, um, if you want to call in and contribute, it's all good. I, I see people, you know, all, all week long, I see people talking that sports and doing what they do. This is your chance to get it in and get it popping and get heard. You know, shout out to my man, Blue Sash, called in. I think it was last week he checked in. Um, shout out to my man, um, Salik. You know what I mean? I, I respect the cats that call in, man, and, 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 and we could chop it up. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's what I like. I like to have good sports conversations with people who know what they're talking about. Not just people who say stuff on social media just so like they could feel like they're contributing and being heard. And I see it. I see all of it. And some of y'all is full of it. I don't want to say the word because this is a family show, but some of y'all are full of it, and you know who you are. Those are the ones that talk all that junk on social media, and then Tuesday night, they know where to be found. 
You know, and, and I, I, I'm not really, you know, I don't really entertain that. But I laugh at it. It's funny to me. It's funny. You know, because, again, we give you the opportunity to come here and, 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 and speak your mind. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, uh, everybody's not going to agree with everything, which is cool. That's why, that's why we do the show. So you can speak your opinions. You know what I mean? But bring your A game to the table because I'm in shutdown mode. I don't want to hear no nonsense. I don't want to hear no garbage. I don't want to hear none of that because I'm in shutdown mode, yo. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of garbage is put out there on social media. People that say stuff just to be saying it. And that's not cool. You know, so when it comes down to really getting your voice heard and speaking your mind and, and, and you're spitting your, your knowledge of sports, a lot of people are short. A lot of people are suspect. And it's cool. That's all right. Because I don't expect you to, to, to come in here and, and know everything. I just expect you to come in and contribute. And there's nothing wrong with contributing. You know, speak your mind, say, you know, say what you feel, and, and go from there. But, again, at the end of the day, some people feel like, you know, the, the, the social media thing is their be-all, the end-all. That's where they're going to get their thing off at. And they feel like they're, they're experts because nobody's going to challenge what they say. And, again, I'm here. I'm in the building. I ain't running from nobody. I, I enjoy the conversation. And, again, I'm not going to, you know, sound like I'm patting myself on the back. But you know what? Yeah, I am. So what? And what you going to do about it? You going to call and make me look stupid? You going to call and have a conversation? Or what? 954-246-0398. I'm going to say it real slow for you, for the slow ones in the back. 954-246-0398. All right? Um... Let's get into some college basketball, man. I want to talk college basketball. I want to talk about the men. I want to talk about the women tonight. Um, you know what? The, the, the number one ranking in college basketball really doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. We've had seven number one teams this year. Seven. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Baylor is the new number one team now. Gonzaga had been ranked number one since Week eight. But oh well, life goes on. College basketball, you don't play for January and February. You play for March. Simple as that. You play for March. And so the teams like your, your Baylor Bears, your, your uh, Kansas Jayhawks, Gonzaga, and all of that, I just think that you have to be playing your best basketball going into conference tournaments and going into um, the NCAA tournament. And once you're in the NCAA tournament, all best to all. Okay? So, again, at the end of the day, when you're looking at um, the NCAA college rankings, you're looking at, you know, teams that, uh, again, the usual suspects, Gonzagas, Baylors, you know, the Kansases of the world. Then you're looking at a team like North Carolina, which has totally fell off the map. North Carolina has fell off the map. And again, I, I mean, you know, it just is what it is. You know, you're not going to be, have that great, you know, uh, incoming class every year. Roy Williams is going through it. And, and, and I, I mean, it just is what it is, man. Um, let's talk about a few of these college basketball teams, man. All right. We're going to start with Auburn. 
right? Um, they lost on Wednesday night against Alabama. Um, I think that, you know, it was clear that, you know, Auburn wasn't going to have enough to get, you know, that road win um, with about 13 minutes left to go in that game. All right? It was Alabama's first win over a top four team since 2004. Now Auburn is 15-1. They can kind of like play a little bit more relaxed now. Because remember, if you, if you go back with me um, after further review 2.0, the early days, I always said that. You know, you don't want to be 32-0 and 0 and lose in the final four. Get that loss out the way so you can kind of relax and take a deep breath and be like, okay, now we can play our game. Because, you know, that, that, that undefeated thing, it gets, you know, it starts to get more tedious and tedious or tenuous, I should say, as you go into the season. The, the deeper you go into the season, you're 29-0, you're 30-0, you're 31-0. Now you're going into the tournament undefeated. And next thing you know, you get bumped by a number 11 seed. Then what? You know what I'm saying? So get that loss out the way. You know, relax. Get back into you know your regular you know your regular status. You know, because you're undefeated. All the eyes are on you, and you're kind of tight. You know, you you want to pretend you pretend that you're loose. You're really not loose. You're not. You're tight as hell. Twenty nine and 0, 30 and 0, You're tight as hell. Okay, and nobody's been you know finished the season undefeated since Indiana. And now it's 1975. So, again, at the end of the day, or 76, I'm sorry, 1976. So, again, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not, you know, advocating that you lose, but get, you know, get that out the way because you do not want to lose in the NCAA tournament, period. Period. You don't want to lose in the NCAA tournament, man. So, again, that's just what that is, all right? Then we look at a team like Kansas. You know, I don't think, you know, Kansas was like, you know, people didn't really have a lot of respect for Kansas at the beginning of the season. Um, I watched a couple of Kansas games. Um, you know, you hear a lot of, you know, talk about Bill Self and that squad. You know, Kansas, then they go out and get beat by Baylor, take their third loss of the season. Um, again, they lost a game by 12 at home. You know, um, they still, you know, the Kansas Jayhawks are still going to be in the building. They're still going to get into the tournament. Their losses are all good. They lost against Duke. They lost against Villanova at home, and they lost at Baylor. All right? They beat Oklahoma, you know, which was a nice bounce-back win. But, again, it is what it is. You don't want to go into the tournament, you know, playing your worst basketball of the season. Okay? Um, Duke. You know, um, wow. I mean, what are you going to say about Duke? You know, no Zion Williamson, no R.J. Barrett. Um, but they're still 15-2. and two, All right? Um, they lost to Clemson on the road, and Clemson is not an NCAA tournament-level team, all right? Um, I think that, you know, because, you know, Duke didn't have Joey Baker, they didn't have Wendell Moore Jr. Um, again, you know, they, play, they, 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 got some, they got some games coming up that, that can kind of like, you know, make or break this season, all right? Florida State, Florida State's 15-2. and two. They won against Wake Forest by double digits. Then they held off Virginia at home, you know, uh, uh, Florida State's undefeated at home, but I think you know the last three, the last four seasons, Florida State is fifty-five and three. Okay, the only team that has a better record than them is Gonzaga. Gonzaga is fifty-seven and two. So I, I mean, I got to probably I don't think a lot of people knew that about the uh, Florida State basketball. Shout out to Leonard Hamilton. All right, um, West Virginia. 
I think, you know, West Virginia is, is a team that's benefiting from a lot of other teams losing. Okay. Um, they're 14 and two. They won their last three games to beat Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and TCU by averaging 19 points. All right. Um, West Virginia's defense is crazy. You know, um, teams only shooting 35% against them. And um, is this team, you know, good enough to win the Big 12? Hell yeah. And I think Bob Huggins has them playing in the right direction right now. But, again, West Virginia is one of those teams that can, you know what, get to the NCAA tournament, get to the Sweet 16, and then everything, you know, all hell breaks loose. So, again, you know, watch out for these teams that we talk about because they're good, you know what I mean, but we have, you know, I think that they have to get tested. And in and, and the NCAA tournament, when all the eyes are on you and, you know, one loss, you're out of here. You know what I mean? You could afford to lose a game in the regular season. But in the NCAA tournament, it's one loss and you're out of here, yo. So you, you got you to figure out, what, you know, what kind of team you are, where you are. Um, the Dayton Flyers, all right, they're the best assist team in the, in, in, in the nation right now. They're getting 19 assists a game. All right, um, which leads to 50, 52% field goal shooting. The record is 15 and 2. All right, Dayton has proven himself to be one of those teams to talk about as far as national title, but I'm not really sure because my whole conversation right now has been like, you know, get to the tournament and we'll see what happens. You could be 21 and 0, 25 and 0 in the regular season, but it means it matters a damn if you lose in the tournament. You could even lose in your conference tournament. Get that out the way. But as long as you got you a spot in the NCAA tournament lockdown, you know, I mean, you're playing for, you know, seeding now. Now you want to play for a number one seed. Now, you know what I'm saying? That type of thing. So, again, you want to be consistent. You want to be good. You want to be playing your best basketball going into March. Um, Oregon. You know what? I mean, you look at a team like Oregon, they're 14-3. and three. They won eight of their last nine games. They lost against Colorado on the road. Um, they're playing like a top five team. All right, Peyton Pritchard, 19 points, five assists, four rebounds. You know, if the season ended today, he would easily be first team All-American if the season ended today. But again, you know, for me, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, um, they're playing, you know, pretty decent basketball, great basketball to, to, to you know, keep it 100 with you. But again, I'm, you know, where are we at as far as the NCAA tournament? And that's coming up, all right? Um, the only undefeated team in the nation, San Diego State, 18-0, and 0, all right? Um, this is not the best start in school history. Remember that San Diego State team with Kawhi Leonard? They were 20-0 and 0 back in 2010, all right? That team went on to earn a number two seed and was 34-3. and 3 when they lost in the NCAA tournament. They got beat by Kemba Walker and UConn. All right? So, again, San Diego State, I'm not mad at you. 18-0, and 0, I am not mad at you at all. You know what I mean? But, again, you don't want to lose in the NCAA tournament. You've been there before. Gonzaga, 18-1. I talked about Gonzaga a lot in previous, you know, seasons and things of that nature. I still like Gonzaga. You know, um, they're winning games by over 20 points. This is familiar territory. You know, um, I think that what Gonzaga needs to do is prove that they can win it all. 
That's that's my thing with Gonzaga. Prove that you can win the whole thing. We already know that you could run through the regular season. We already know that you could run through the only conference tournament. We already know that. Prove that you could finish the deal. That's that's what's up with Gonzaga. Um, Baylor. Wow. You know, they beat Kansas. They beat Iowa State. Jared Butler is doing his thing. Um, I, I, I just think that, you know, what Baylor needs to do is, you know, be able to be that team that can win the Big 12 Conference, you know, um, and, and, and finish the job and get the, get the job done as far as what you're doing as far as Baylor basketball is concerned. Um, that's what we're talking about as far as college basketball. We're going to get into the ladies' side because that's what we do, man. We, we, we talk about it all over here, man. We don't miss nothing. Um, we don't talk about the nonsense. We leave that up to the other shows that can talk about Antonio Brown and all that nonsense. I'm not really here for that. You know what I'm saying? But, um, again, we want to talk about stuff that other shows do not talk about. And, again, we can get it popping. We could talk about whatever you want to talk about. No, nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the math. But I just think that um, right now, when you talk about um, college basketball, you want to talk about the men and the women. And these other cats will tell you they don't know. They don't know. They they don't know whether they're coming or going when they talk about college basketball, especially you know the women's side. And that's fine. That's okay. It's okay. That's what that's what we're here for. You know what I mean? That's what we're here for. Um, so you could, you know, you could talk, you know, basketball and and stuff like that, and just have a good time talking about it. And 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 we want to and we want to educate. We don't want to, you know, look down on nobody because they don't know and things of that nature. And I think that sometimes too, Bob. I think sometimes people feel like, you know, since they don't know, they're not going to call, and that's fine. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? But again, we're not trying here to to look down our nose at anybody. Because a lot of shows do that. A lot of shows look down their nose at people. And again, I'm 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 here. I'm with it. I am so with it. You know what I mean? And I think that um, you know, we've been doing this long enough to say, hey man, listen, this is this is how it's going down. This is you know, this is what we think, this is what we believe, and this is how we feel. You know, so again, I think that um again if you want to talk about, you know, college basketball. Let's talk about it, all right? Um, the women's side, man. Hey, man, listen. You know, South Carolina, they're doing their thing. Baylor's still doing their thing, you know. And um, what you want to do, again, it's the same thing as with, with the men. You want to be playing your best basketball, you know, come tournament time, you know. Um, South Carolina, the new, you know, the number one team in the nation now. Um, again, you know, the, the teams that were above them, they all lost, you know, um, it was a rough week for ranked teams, 11 of them losing at least one game, you know, number one through number, number one, number two, and number three, they lost in a four day span. Okay. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing. It wasn't like these teams were beat by top programs. Okay. Eight of the top 25 were beaten by unranked teams. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. But it, it just shows that, you know, those teams that, you know, that you don't pay attention to are, um, you know, coming, coming along. You know, um, Arizona State, 
They beat Oregon on Friday. They beat Oregon State on Sunday. Oregon was number two. Oregon State was number three. All right? Um, it was the first time a team has beaten two top five teams in back-to-back games during the regular season since 2010. When Stanford beat number four Xavier and number one UConn in back-to-back games. All right? Um, Iowa, okay, they came into the, the poll at number at 22 after knocking off uh, Maryland, which was number 17, and then they beat number 12 Indiana in double overtime. Okay? So, again, man, I, I just think that, you know, with college basketball, it's really hard, man. It's, it's hard to figure out because anybody can get beat on any given night. You know, that goes for the men and the women. You know what I mean? So, again, much respect to those teams that play their best basketball when, when it's time. And um, you, just, you just have to respect them for doing what they do. All right? Um, let me throw a couple of scores at you as far as college basketball. And, yeah, shout out to Rutgers. Shout out to Rutgers. Rutgers is doing their numbers. I, I didn't forget. Shout out to Rutgers for doing their numbers, man. Um, I think they're in the top 25. You know what I mean? So shout out to them. Um, some scores. We got finals. We got Kentucky. This is the men's side. Kentucky over Georgia, 89-79. Um, Illinois over Purdue, 79-62. Shout out to Scott LaRock Jr. I know he likes that. Um, second half, 18 minutes left. TCU leads Texas Tech, 32-31. to we have a final in overtime, Kansas over Kansas State, 81 to 60. I don't know how that happened in overtime. Um, Maryland over Northwestern, 77 66. That's a final. And Villanova over Butler, 76 to 61. All right. Um, 15 minutes to go in the first half. Duke leads Miami, 14 to 6. We have late start, San Diego State hosting Wyoming. All right. Um, for those uh, NBA people that wanted to, um, Get some scores. There's only one game tonight. Dallas Mavericks lead the Los Angeles Clippers 22 to 19 with about a minute left to play in the first half in Dallas. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. When we come back, we're going to get into the NHL and um, we're going to get into some other stuff, man. And I want to talk about the situation with um, Delonte West. I want to I want to kind of get into that, man. I this is after further review 2.0, aka sideline pass. After further review 2.0, 2.0, aka sideline pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. 
For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! One, two, three! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 
Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
fucking school of heaven machinist ring ministry tonight. Won't you please turn in your hymnals to page 333? Sister Mildred, we're gonna play free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty.
listen, we back in the building, man. We got my man in the building, the big homie in the house, touch base with us after his world tour. Um, this is after further review 2.0, 2.0. You got the man in the building. Without further ado, I'm going to bring my man in the house. He said he's been trying to get on. He's finally in the building. I appreciate him for checking in and being patient. We got the OG Wood in the house. What's good, Playboy? What's good, man? We'll continue that conversation behind the scenes, though, because that's... Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, 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 absolutely, absolutely. We don't want to start the new year touching feelings. It's bad enough. It's bad enough we got a lot of sports to talk about. We don't want to start that up. All right, we, um, we, we really be getting phone calls. <laughs> what you want to get into, man? What you want to get into first? Well, let's let's go to the the topic here. We'll go down the line real quick. Um, congratulations. I mean, we have a lot of things going on in sports, but I'm gonna say congratulations to one of my all time favorite New York Yankees, the best shortstop to me to ever play the game, and arguably one of the greatest Yankees ever, Derek Jeter, the captain. Absolutely. I mean, that's right. That's I, right. <laughs> gun salute for you, Gina. I mean, gun salute. Oh, 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 and oh, what, oh, man, oh, fire, oh, fire, oh, fire. That's right. That's right. Man, you know what I love? You know what I loved about Gina, though, more than anything, more than, more than, more than the, the, the baseball? He never was caught up in any controversies. Never. There was nothing never negative attached to him. Never. And never unfortunately, we can't say that. Yeah, unfortunately, we can't, we can't say the same thing about a lot of baseball players, much less professional athletes. I mean, there's controversy all over the world, but good for him. You know, I mean, if you want to, if you want to say that his controversy is not allowing you into his personal life of who he was dating, so be it. Right. I mean, that's right. 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 I, 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 Absolutely. I, right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear steroids. I didn't hear cheating. We'll get to that in a couple seconds, which I think is really funny. Um, you know, I didn't hear anything negative attached to cheating. Like growing up, if you if you had children, or you you know growing up yourself and you were a youngster and you wanted to, you know, idolize a a, a professional athlete, Derek Jeter was definitely hands down mm-hmm. class by himself. Even 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 the other greater ones, better greater than him, if there's a such thing like Michael Jordan, you know there was controversy behind him. Um, you know we could go on and on and on about the players that had a little bit of controversy, whether it be something major, but. You know, Jeter, he just he just went out there, he did his thing, he made his money. He never held the Yankees hostage for money as well either. That's another thing I liked about him. It was like, I want to be here. Um, I could go out there and sign a big contract with anyone in this world, and they're going to get him all kind of money. Mm-hmm. But he stayed the course. He stayed, he stayed, he stayed. He, another, thing, another thing athletes today can't say, Derek Jeter stuck with one team his whole career. 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. 20 years, I've seen him grow, I've seen him grow, I've seen him come on the scene, I know you've seen him as well, you know, come from the Trenton days to the the the, the tag, the, the throw, getting Giambi out at the plate to Mr. Clutch, and diving in stands and launching his whole body, sacrificing, that's an athlete for me, that's a professional, some people don't have to do that, they say to themselves, hey, I got the money already, I don't need to do this. I could just be me who I am. But Gina always sacrificed himself for the team. And that's why we were so successful in the, in the 90s and, and the 2000s. And even to this day, I think Gina has put a, a winning attitude because, you know, man, we went through the 80s of hell. I mean, we went through, you know, Greg Catarays and Tim Leary's and Steve 
my good friend Balboni and Andy Hawkins, don't forget his 4-0 no-hitter loss, which I still don't understand. I can't even put that in the record book. Um, you know, but Jeter came in and he put a, 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 a whole new attitude in the franchise. Even, 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 even better than the seventies and and the sixties when we were just dominating, dominating World Series after World Series. Jeter came in and brought that positive attitude. And I'm telling you something: if Jeter would have never been a Yankee, and I'm going to be so bold to say this, had Jeter never been a Yankee, we don't know what our franchise would be as. I think he brought a lot of stability. I think he brought the heart back to the city at a time when we definitely, definitely needed it. And um, salute to him. I love you, Derek Jeter. Congratulations to you. And to that moron that didn't vote for Jeter to give him 100%, I hope you get fired from your job. <laughs> because that, I mean... I mean, it's that serious. I mean, how can you not? How can you not vote for him? How can you? Know, you vote for I, that's I, right. That's right. That's right. Word. How could you vote Mariano Rivera in unanimous and not vote Derek Jeter in unanimous? Who had a better career? If you ask me, I think Jeter. I mean, I, know, I, know. I, I agree with you because I was I was talking to Bob behind the scenes and I said, you know what? If I want to nitpick Mariano Rivera, two thousand and one. When we play Arizona in the World Series, he threw the ball away. And Derek Jeter yeah. got hurt. Okay? 97. Mm-hmm. We was playing Cleveland in the playoffs. He gave up a home run to Sandy Alomar. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on now. You know what I mean? And, but I'm just but nitpicking. Man. I'm nitpicking right now. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mariano Rivera. But how could you vote Mariano in unanimously and not vote yeah. Derek Jeter in unanimously? That don't make no sense. Well, well, I got one better rather than nitpick. It's one thing that does it for me. It's one thing that does it for me that we are all overlooking. It's something simple. Mariano Rivera pitched every couple of days. We saw Jer- Derek Jeter every day. Yeah, I mean, but, damn, but, I mean, but, yeah that's, that's true, but you knew what was coming. You still couldn't touch it. Yeah, you did. You knew what was but coming. Jeter, you, knew what, you, you knew what was coming from Jeter. <laughs> if you want to go there. <laughs> you knew what you were getting night in and night. I mean, I love Mariano Rivera too. Don't get me wrong. Into the Sandman. I mean, I saw him when he first came up. He was horrible when he had to go back, take a trip back. And when he came back, he was usually like, okay, this is not the same you that was just here. But I mean, as far as Jeter, I mean, I look at a player, an everyday player as something special. And to put up numbers like that, to do mm-hmm. what you've done every mm-hmm. single day as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe three times out of the week. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a special kind of love for you in, 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 mm-hmm. in, in my life. That's right. That's right. You know, and, I mean, and, and, and you know what? When when Jeter was playing, you had the Nomar Garcia Paris. You had the Ripkins. Mm-hmm. You had the A-Rod. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. And, and then you know what else? To, and you know what else, too? Um, man, Mariano Rivera didn't have to hit, even though he was a good hitter. He didn't have mm-hmm. to hit. He mm-hmm. had to go out there and pitch and play a little defense. He had to go out there and not only come take your turn at bat, but you got to sit there and you got to play defense on some serious behind shots right. that's coming your way and, and, and cutting balls off. I mean, we could keep going on and on and on. That is, that is a special, that's a special kind of player for me. That's a special kind of player for me. 
And I, like I said, shout out, shout out, shout out to to, to Derek Jeter, and shout out to Larry Walker too, who I thought was the deserving. And the, the writer, the writer who didn't write, vote for Jeter probably was the first one to vote for Larry Walker too. By the way, I mean, uh, we, we, I'm just gonna be stupid for a little while because again, it goes back to being asinine of not. I mean, as soon as you see Derek Jeter's name in there, you could just. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing to think about. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing to think about. Right. So, you know, shout out Larry Walker. Very good career. I actually got a chance to see Larry Walker play, not live, and you know, in person, but I got a chance to watch a lot of his games. He was a pretty good athlete as well. Another right. quality guy. You know, wasn't nothing attached to him as well. And that's what you want. You want people in the Hall of Fame, you know, and that's I'm going to come to my next point. You want people in the Hall of Fame that – there, there's no attachment to like that's a different class. You want to have, you want to be able to look at that and tell your kids, hey, read about, read about this one, read about that one. Oh, put a book about Jeter, and, and oh wow, he had great numbers, and oh, I, I, you know, I heard he did a lot for charity. You know, I mean, you want to tell your grandkids that one day. You want them to go read on him. We experienced it. I let somebody else go and read up on him, and then hey, that, we got YouTube these days. You can always pull up Derek Jeter highlights games. You know, right. I'm just saying, I'm looking into the future. I, I think the Hall of Fame class is a class by itself, as acknowledging as being one of the greater. And it's sad that you have some folk, on to my next point, it's sad that you have some folk that's sitting out, outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Roger Clemens. Um, Sosa. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Sosa. No, those dudes, yo, those dudes did that. Yo, those dudes did that to themselves, man. Them dudes is class. They did it to themselves. Barry Bonds, uh, uh, Roger Clemens, Sosa, Paul Merrill. Them dudes did it to themselves, man. I'm not really here for those dudes, man. And again, at the end of the day, Barry Bonds didn't have the best relationship with the media. Okay, um, you know Clemens and and all those guys that you know with the with with the with the with the PEDs, Mark McGuire, all those guys. You know what I mean? They did that to themselves. So again, as long as you still got that old guard in there that's doing the voting, would they're never going to get in? The, they're never going to get in the Hall of Fame. And I don't want to see them in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what Barry Bonds did or didn't do. I don't care. I don't. I don't. You, your name shouldn't be associated with that situation. Derek Jeter played twenty years, and his name was never attached to that. Never. Never. So what you telling me? You couldn't do it too? Know what I mean? So again, I, that, that's what I say to that. Um, real quick, what else you want to touch on, Max? I'm getting ready to get into this. I'm getting ready to get into this other topic real quick. Unless you want to hang out with me. All right. What is what is uh is skydiving right now? He'll he'll be back with us hopefully. Um. This is After Further Review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. After Further Review, 2.0, 2.0. We're celebrating Derek Jeter getting into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? It wasn't unanimous, but it's all good. You know what I mean? We could work that out. Um, everything is everything, man. Um, real quick, man. I wanted to um, talk about something. And we got about 20 minutes left in the show. Um, I'm going to get into the three-minute rant. The three-minute rant is going to be extended tonight um, because I want to talk about something that's kind of, like, important to me and I hope it's important to, to, to some other people as well. Um, Delonte West, all right, former NBA player, 
Um, you play with, you know, LeBron James and things of that nature. I guess the person you called him. And, um, yeah, um, he's going, he's going through it right now. And, um, I just think that, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, um, because it's something that I could relate to. I, I saw the video of, um, Delonte West, you know, somebody was, you know, um, I, I don't want to say attacking him, but somebody was actually beating him up. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's really falling on hard times, yo. Really, really, really bad. I feel sorry for him. But I say that to say this. I think that, um, you know, this morning I saw, you know, a bunch of, you know, tweets and stuff from, like, Des Bryant, Isaiah Thomas, talking about, oh, well, yeah, he needs help and stuff like that. Well, then I say this to Des Bryant. Get your ass off of Twitter. Go find Delonte West and get him some help. Go help him. Because, again, at the end of the day, um, you know, mental, men, men, mental health is something that we all deal with in one way or another, you know. And, again, to see, you know, Delonte West go out like that, not that he's like the only one because he's a basketball player. Nah, people go through it, you know, every day. People go through it right now as we speak, you know. But, um, you know, mental health awareness, man, is something that, you know, really needs to be talked about. It's not talked about like it should be. Um, we all, you know, we all deal with it in, in, in particular ways. And um, I think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you know, finding somebody to talk to about how you feel. Because, again, in today's society, everything is about, you know, me, 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 me. Everybody's in such a rush to get to the proverbial bag. Nobody really has time, you know, to kind of like, you know, um, speak how they feel from the inside. And I think that, um, you know, before it gets out of hand, I think, you know, if, you know, if you need to talk to somebody, then you should do that, you know, and, and I'm speaking, you know, for myself as well. You know what I mean? Cause I'm a, I'm a United States Navy vet and some things that I saw when I was, you know, doing my Navy thing that I still haven't really talked about to this day. It's 2020. I've been home since 92, since, um, July the 8th, 1992, I've been home. And there's some things that I saw. And I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I say I'm good. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. But you still need to get that out. You still need to talk to someone about that. Someone who can, can kind of like guide you. And I mean professional. Not your homies. Not your family. Somebody that's professional. That's kind of like on the outside looking in. Because I'll tell you a story real quick, man. Like, when I first came home, I mean, I was, you know, I was feeling good. I really wasn't on no nonsense or nothing, but you could see it in my face, you know, that something was bothering me because I would be, I was, I'm walking down the street in Manhattan one day, right over by Bryant Park, and a guy, a guy stopped me. What the hell is that? A guy stopped me and asked me, was I all right? I said, yeah, I'm good. I mean, and um, I had to look at myself. I mean, I felt okay, but you could see that something was bothering me. You know what I mean? And um, again, I think that before it gets to a situation where it's beyond help, you know, you need to talk to somebody. You know, um, you know, you put mental health is in the same, to me, in the same boat. I'm not a professional by no stretch, but it's in the same boat as PTSD. You know, 
um, living in, you know, New York City or any, any urban area or, you know, anywhere, right? In today's society, man, we all deal with, you know, PTSD in, in, in a particular sense. It doesn't necessarily have to be dealing, you know, going to war or things of that nature. You know, kids are getting snatched. You know what I mean? People are playing on people's emotions, um, things of that nature. So it affects us all in, in, in different ways. So again, to have someone to to kind of talk to about it, that's kind of removed from your situation, because I think that that's the best thing to do. Have someone who's removed from it, so they can tell you uh, uh, or make some suggestions that could help you out. Because if you talk to family, they're gonna try to say something to kind of smooth it out. You know what I mean? Oh, it's gonna be okay, and you'll be all right, and this and that and the third. Nah, you're not gonna be all right. You need to talk to someone who who's a professional who can kind of give you kind of like some insight to yourself. You know what I mean? And I, and I say that, man, because, you know, watching Delonte West, man, um, you know, go from, you know, being a, 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 you know, basketball, you know, player to, to what he's dealing with now is sad, yo. It's sad. And, you know, um, therefore for the grace of God, word up, you know, because a lot of people are one, you know, uh, um, layoff or one, you know, mischeck away from being in, in a, in a bad way, you know, and then that just adds more and more pressure to what you're doing. You have your family, you got to take care of, you know, you got your image, you got to keep up on social media. That's, that's a lot of pressure on people, man. And they deal with that in, in different ways, man. And I think that, um, you know, we, we, we all can use someone to talk to. That's what they're there for. You know what I'm saying? And um, <clears throat> yeah, I just I just wanted to to, to speak to that um, because again I think that that's really really important, man. And again, you know you know Antonio Brown he's dealing with his situation in a different way. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm one of those that believes that when he got hit by Vontae Burfick in the playoffs against Cincinnati, that's when all his problems started. That's that's when all the problems started. You know what I mean? We got to you know we watched the, the Aaron Hernandez story and. He was dealing with his situation, and he got diagnosed after he, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, took his life, um, you know, diagnosed with CTE. You know what I mean? So, again, um, we all have to look out for each other, man. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not mad at Des Bryant. I'm not mad at Isaiah Thomas. I just think that there's a better way you can go about it. If you really want to help somebody, then go help them, especially if you have the means. You have the means to go help them. You know what I'm saying? Go find that dude, man. Go help him get it together. You know what I mean? So again, I think that um, just speaking to it, man, it's kind of it's, it's therapeutic. And like I said before <clears throat> on the show, that talking sports is therapeutic for me. You know what I mean? I, I grind this microphone, man. I have fun doing it, but it's therapeutic. I get to build with people. I get to spit, you know, spit that ism. You know what I mean? Sometimes I come off a little, a little uh, uh, abrasive, but that's who I am. Especially when it comes to the sports, because I've been I've been talking sports for a long time. You know, I remember, um, yeah, I remember the 1973 World Series, man. Um, coming home from school, and, and and my grandfather sitting there watching the Mets and the Oakland A's in the World Series, and I remember that particular World Series because that's the World Series when Charlie Finley tried to get Dick Green cut off the team because he had made a couple of errors, and people wasn't having that. So again, I mean, I, I, and, and talking about it and just looking at it from a different perspective, man, 
it, it kind of like, just like I said, it's therapeutic for me, man. It, it, it kind of like helps me to kind of relax and smooth myself out. And uh, again, man, you know, people, you know, deal with things in different ways, you know, and I just hope that, you know, Delonte West and everybody that's dealing with something, not just Delonte West, you know, you, me, you know what I'm saying? If we're dealing with something that we can kind of like find the inner strength to say, you know what, I'm going to talk to somebody because somebody can help me out. Because again, talking to your friends, they're going to tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. And a therapist is going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And it might be ugly. You might not want to hear it, but it needs to be said. And if you're going to deal with it, that's the beginning of dealing with, you know, your particular situation, man. So, again, man, seeing that, you know, situation with Delonte West is really, really sad, yo. It's really, really sad. And, again, I, keep, I make Delonte West my example because, again, it's a fall from grace. He was making millions of dollars as an NBA basketball player. And now you look at him in the, in, in the street, you know, not knowing whether he's coming or going. And that's nothing that you make fun of. You see people on social media, you know, making light of it, you know, making jokes about it. And I don't mess with those people. Because if it wasn't him and if it was you, that's how they would be talking about you. So you got to watch those people who are always making jokes about people who are going through something. Because if it was you, they would be making jokes about you. So, again, and those might be the ones that's really going through it the worst, but they want to kind of like hide or camouflage their situation by making fun of somebody else, and that's not cool, yo. That's not cool because, again, they're before the grace of God. You know what I mean? It could, you, you could be, you know, turn around and be in a situation today or tomorrow. You know? Some people might not wake up tomorrow. Then what? You know, but again, as long as you have someone that you can talk to and, and kind of get some things off your chest and, you know, off your heart and off your mind, then I think that, you know, that, that, that's a help, man. I think, and I think a lot of people um, would be better for that, you know, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, everybody has this image. And like you said, in the, in the, in the Sprite commercial image is nothing. Image is nothing at all, you know, cause you don't want to got look in the mirror. And, and, and hope, hopefully you like what looks back at you, you know? And, um, you know, again, this, this, in, 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 in today's society, man, it's a lot of pressure on people. So again, I think that that, you know, leads into the situation where, you know, you need to talk to somebody, you need to talk to somebody who can kind of give you some insight and some help, you know? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Let's, 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 let's erase that stigma, man. That, you know, if you're going to see a therapist or you're going to see somebody and you got to, you know, lay on a couch and tell them how you feel, there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So, again, I, you know, might take my own advice. You know what I mean? Because, again, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, some things that I saw and, I, and, and dealt with, you know what I mean, that I didn't really get past. And... You know, it happens, but it's never going to get to that situation where you know, I find myself, you know, out there like, you know, Delonte West. But then again, I speak to, you know, his his peer group, the the Des Bryant, the Isaiah Thomases, all of those guys that were making these big, you know, statements on Twitter. You wasn't doing that for him. You was doing that for you. Straight like that. You want to make yourself feel good. And I don't understand that. All the 
time he was talking that nonsense about, oh, he needs help. We know that. Tell us something we don't know. Go find that man. Go find, uh, 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 go find some people and help them out. But you want to make yourself look good by saying, oh, he needs some help. Tell us something we don't know. That's all I'm saying, man. And, and, and I think that's really important, man, that, you know, people, um, you know, deal with, you know, what they got going on. You know what I mean? And, and some people like to, you know, like to keep it private. And I'm not mad at that. But again, as long as you try to run from it, it's not going to go nowhere. It's going to be right there waiting for you. As soon as you choose to deal with it, it's going to be right there waiting for you. So I just wanted to, have, you know, so I didn't want to bring nobody down or nothing like that, man. But I think that um, mental health is something that really needs to be, you know, um, you know, spoken upon, talked to, dealt with. And um, the only way we're going to do it, man, is just to open up, be a little bit more open. I mean, with today's society and social media, you're opening up about everything else, you know? And, and again, you don't have to look hard to see, you know, the people who have other things going on that need to talk to somebody. The stupid stuff that they do, and I don't want to hear that, oh, you're judging. I'm, no, knock it off. You're doing stupid stuff. And you can call it what it is. You could justify it all you want. It's still nonsense. And it's still stupid. So, again, man, I'm going I'm to I'm leave it at that. I know the three-minute rant, I stressed it out a little bit. Um, I want to thank my man, Bob James. I want to thank my man, um, Wood, OG Wood, for calling in and checking in. I want to thank everybody who was listening. Shout out to my whole crew at Action VR Network. Shout out to Spreaker.com for holding us down. Shout out to my man, Dev, and them at War Room Sports. Um, shout out to Sonny Cruz. Shout out to um, my people at um, No Knockoffs Radio. Shout out to my people at Death Star Radio. All right? We got it going on at Death Star Radio. Check us out, man. Um, and, and, and most of all, shout out to you, man. Salute you know, for checking me out. And uh, next week, we're going to come at you hard body karate. We got the Super Bowl preview coming up. We're going to really get heavy into the Super Bowl. This is the off week. Really don't want to talk about the stupid Pro Bowl. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? So that's what's going on. That's what's popping. This is after further review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Check us out. We're going to be on War Room Sports and all that. Shout out to everybody out there, man. And I hope that y'all um, having, you know, y'all enjoying your 2020 so far, man, because uh, we're just getting started. All right? This is the mayor. And I'm out. Get at me on Twitter at RMDesk. Get at us on, fa on Facebook. After further review is the name of the group. All right? We out, man. Peace. Mikey works down at the record.